production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What should you know when launching fiber in a competitive area? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of the Story Connect podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Megan McCoyno, one of the storytellers at Pioneer Utility Resources, and I am joined by Lindsay Brinker, Design Supervisor for Rural Telephone and Next Tech in Kansas. And y'all have, what, 24,000 customers for both telephone, broadband, and streaming. So you've got your hands full. Yes, we do. Yeah, we're, we're very, very busy. <laughs> I should say we are recording live at the Calix Connections Conference in beautiful Las Vegas with, oh, just a few thousand other broadband storytellers yeah. that are here. So we're going to call any noise that you hear in the background ambiance. So like it just, it. it sets the mood, I think, for stories, uh, sharing and ideas. So Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Now, we were talking earlier, we were in the line together for registration. We it's, were. It's a bonding experience. It was lovely. And you were talking about competition mm-hmm. and how it changes the game for so many people. Um, and I mean, I have a background with electric cooperatives and then your backgrounds with your telephone cooperative. When you start talking about competition, what have you found that people need to think about when working on their communication, their storytelling strategies? Because it's very different than just saying, hey, here, come sign up for service and that's it. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's just becoming a more and more competitive landscape with all of the funding that's coming available now. So it's definitely top of mind for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of uh, things that need to be thought of before going into a new competitive area or expanding services that somebody offers. And so I think the first one of those is competitive research. If you're going to look at going into a new area, you really need to figure out who you're going up against and what kind of services they're currently offering and then figure out how you're different from now. So when you're doing your research Mm -hmm. and you're figuring out, so you're entering an area and you're saying there's already someone providing fiber to that area? It may not be fiber. It may be wireless or it may be... DSL, so you need to figure out what kind of service they're offering, okay. um, what speeds and prices they're offering, and Smart. what marketing tactics they're also using, and how that compares to what you can offer. Okay, so a little bit of voyeurism is involved yep. to kind of see <laughs> what are they doing, mm-hmm. uh, which is always smart to do, to see what messages folks are already receiving in the area and how successful those messages are. Okay, so step number one. Know the competition. Know your competition. I think a great way to do research on them is just start following their social media. You can learn a lot about what their customers are experiencing as their customers Mm -hmm. um, just by listening and following along. That's smart. Yeah, listening, following along. Um, I find that if I'm ever at community events or conferences and we have folks that are providing some of the same services, I take pictures. I just say, oh, yeah. this, is what, this is what they're doing right now. And it's good. It's just, it's part of their story and it can help you strengthen your story at the same time. Right. Yeah. And so I think when you're learning about your competition, you also need to figure out what your message is and what sets you apart from them and, and yeah. what's different. So make sure that you have a very strong story yeah. to tell and that you know what message you're going to go into that new community with. I like that. Okay. So that's step one. What is step two? Step two, and this is something that you guys talk about all the time on your podcast, is community involvement. Oh, yes. We're fans. Yes. Um, (laughs) It's so important in making sure that your new customers see you in the community and Mm -hmm. see you supporting them in different areas. 
getting involved with schools is a great way oh, yeah. to, to show your support. And I think just having a visual presence and making sure that your employees know how important it is to be part of the community and give a local feel. So how have you seen people do that? We, as ourselves, as Next yeah. Tech, we sponsor a lot of different community events, um, parades, school events. We'll sponsor popcorn bags at the local high school games or, you know, scoreboards and things like that. We just yeah. find find ways to be visual and involved in the community. I like that. Um, we just had... Uh, James from Waverill Connect uh, speak with us earlier on the podcast, and he was talking about branding igloo coolers with oh, the, the school's mascot on it, which I just thought was really clever. And then it just says, provided by Waverill Connect. So, That's great. Yeah, school involvement is huge. I agree. And then getting involved with the community in other ways. I've seen some folks that have... Um, gaming trailers that they get out into the community to let people experience cool. different speeds that they might not have known because you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. So yeah. having those kinds of experiences out there are good. Yeah. Something good. that we've done for years and years is our football donation campaign. Ooh. We partner with about 30 different schools okay. in our service area in Kansas and we provide about 100 t-shirts per school that the cheerleaders can throw out during games, and then we donate $10 per touchdown that that school scores for the whole year. So it's a great so way for- the whole year? Yeah. So Whoa. It's, it's a great way for us to get involved and stay involved with the schools, and they count on it every year, and they use the money for their sports programs. So. Oh, I like that. I didn't think of it for sports programs, but it makes complete sense for it to do that. Yeah. So nice. And do the shirts that you give to them, do they have a special message on them? or They all are pertinent to whatever school it is. So we customize oh. them per high school I with their logo sensei. or mascot. So oh, I like it. I, like, yeah. I see a future of many folks that are friends of the pod who get very excited about this idea, both what James has said and what you're saying with really getting involved with your schools yeah, and using their story, their logos, their message, and then having your story as kind of a, a supporter there. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So that's step two, community involvement. What's step three? Step three, I think it's important to partner with an agency that has experience launching broadband. If okay. For somebody that's maybe never gone into a competitive market before, it can be really crucial to find a mentor or somebody that can act as a consultant when you're moving into a competitive area because there's a lot of moving parts. It's very mm -hmm. multifaceted to make sure that you go in and do it right the first time. Yeah, I should say one of the things I love about the Calix Connections event is they have the circles of success, which I haven't heard that phrase before, but mm -hmm. I've heard of roundtable sessions, you know, a lot of events I've been to, they have those. But I love the idea of everyone cheering each other on and building on that success together. Um, it's one of the reasons that we have at Pioneer, uh, we have an ebook on what to expect when you're connecting. Oh, wow. Um, okay, perfect. Like, I know exactly what we're talking about. But it's just examples from your peers and ideas that have worked for other people and to help support each other. It's one of the things that cooperatives do best, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love that. So find a mentor, a mentee, someone that you has been through this yes. and can do it. And I think conferences are, are a great way to start. Yeah. And there's tons of folks in the co-op network that are here to help you uh, shine and yeah. connect your community. Yeah. And Calix is a great resource for mm -hmm. finding those, those mentors and those yeah. partners to work with. Excellent. All right. So I think you said there were four steps. This is very exciting. We're coming down to the final <laughs> step. 
So the fourth step I have is clear communication with customers. When you're moving into a new area, don't confuse people right off the bat. I think it's very important to have clear communication. Let them know why you chose to come to their area as a new okay. provider, why you why you picked them, why you're investing money to build network there. Um, they're going to be interested. They're going to want to know why. And so I think don't hide it. Be honest and let hmm. them know um, what your goals are. And something that I've experienced, too, a lot of times when you're moving in and you have big projects, you have construction costs and, and timelines and things can maybe not go as planned what <laughs> from the beginning. Timelines Every, can no. shift a little bit. So as things change, <laughs> I also think it's important to keep customers up to speed on what's happening yeah. and just be upfront and honest with them and use all of your resources to communicate, whether that's sending out email updates or direct mail or posting updates on the website. Sure. Now, a question, because we're talking about entering a competitive environment. And I know some electric co-ops, when they got into broadband, they got very excited. And they said, these are all the areas that we're going to be building out in in the next you know, five years or whatnot. And then the competition mm-hmm. <laughs> said, thank you so much for giving us your plans. We <laughs> shall now lock everyone in contracts so that you will have a very abysmal take rate when you get launched. Yeah. So is there a point where you're like, oh, you, you know, you want to communicate clearly, but don't communicate everything? How do you decide? So a way that we've kind of combated that issue is rather than posting publicly on our website or putting maps out there to the public, mm-hmm. we'll download mailing lists and send targeted Ooh. messages through the mail just to the people affected. So it helps helps you kind of keep that under the radar a little more than just broadcasting it to everybody. storytelling. You're speaking my language there. Speaking to the right audience. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but I think it goes to the fact that with competition comes the need to have very strategic, targeted storytelling tactics, right? Absolutely. Which is a mouthful to say. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's true. You can't just, especially with a competitive environment, you cannot just use the same message for everyone and just blanket it out in your community anymore. I mean, right. you've got to put the billboards aside for a minute mm-hmm. and really focus on that um, specific stories to meet the right folks where they are yeah. um, to help grow your subscriber base. Absolutely. And another thing that can happen is if you do put that out there that you're building, say, to a whole town, but you know what's going to happen in phases, sometimes those new customers can experience fatigue because it takes so long to actually get the services turned up. I have up. no idea what you're talking so about. That never happens. Yeah, so if you can <laughs> craft that message but then send it at strategic times to the sure. right audience, that can help. Do you Have you seen anyone do something to help with the weight? Because the, the weight of the weight is heavy with communications, especially in a competitive environment, if they could get it somewhere else or someone else is maybe rushing to get it to them first. Like, how do you tell that story? It is. And we were just having this conversation um, because we have to send that message out now to a bunch of customers that we expected (laughs) to have turned up by the end of this year. And it's just not going to happen. I didn't mean to bring up. No, it's fine. (laughs) It's it's very relevant. Um, But we were honestly just thinking about something as simple as a Christmas card and just sending them a card. Hey, I know we don't have service yet, but we're still coming. Thank you for your patience. And yeah. I think, you know, as a as somebody who hasn't paid a dime yet to this new company, 
that would be really meaningful to me mm-hmm. as as a potential new customer to know, okay, like they I didn't get to me yet, me. but they haven't forgotten and they yeah. took the time to send me a little something just to say, hey, thanks for sticking with us. And, yeah. and maybe um, we include a little fun trinket or something in there. Fun trinkets are always nice. Yeah. Yeah, just something to, because you're trying to build trust with them right. and um, and build a relationship with them. So I like that idea. I mean, I'm sorry for the delay. Well, but you know, these things happen. It's the world we live in. So it's fun. (laughs) It's just another challenge for you to rise above. Right. right? Yeah. That's what marketing is, right? (laughs) That's a lot of hurdles. (laughs) We we jump them gracefully. We do. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with Utility Pioneers. She is Lindsay Brinker with Rural Telephone and Next Tech. And I'm your host, Megan McCoy No with Pioneer Utility Resources. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio.